You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Mr. Unlockdown, give it a rip. Oh, <laughs> Al's having a little problem with his headphones. He can't hear anything right now. <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing. Anyway, good morning and welcome to Dave's Corner Garage. It is a, it really is a nice day in our neighborhood. Would you be mine? Uh, we have Alan Gelman who's trying to figure out his headphones here on Dave's Corner Garage. We're now into our second week of our 21st anniversary. And it's uh, Steve Scheiman in here along with Alan Gelman and live from his uh, studios that have just been reconstructed for the umpteenth time. Are you wearing pajamas again or what? Is Dave Redinger? I prefer to call it a bunker. A bunker. You know, if Joe Biden can get away with staying in his bunker, there's got to be something there. Well, that's a good idea. I think that. It's nice out. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. We got a good show. What's, what's coming up today, buddy? All righty. We're going to be talking with uh, Carrie Schmidt. Uh, Carrie, as we know, is our favorite OPP uh, representative, and he's back. Uh, I asked him where he was, but he couldn't tell me because you'd have to kill me. So I didn't want to ask. So Carrie Schmidt's going to be back. We're going to be talking about what rights we have while driving our cars and the fact that the OPP is not going to be involved in the politics of shutdown. So that'll be an interesting conversation. Uh, plus, they pulled the guy over last night going well over 200 Ks, and uh, he wants to talk about the lack of traffic and the causation, I guess that's the word, of the fact that people are now speeding because there's nobody in front of them going the speed limit. Well, maybe it was just a case of, you know, because of the new edict, they, they were trying to get home. So they have to be home as quickly as possible. Yeah, right. Then, then just stay there. So <laughs> I, I'm just saying, Dougie, it's Dougie's fault. He told me to stay home. I got to go home. Doug Ford's going to be on later on, Dave. Did you know we got a hold of him? Sorry, sorry, I didn't hear it. Yeah, we all got a hold of also Mark Silverman. Yes. Uh, who's uh, with East Court Ford. Uh, what, uh, what else? He's got, there's two other dealerships, Young Steels Motors and, uh, Willowdale Ford. So, um, he's going to be talking about what it's like to get your car serviced during a pandemic. I mean, when you can't buy a car real basically without an appointment, you've got to get into the showroom. Uh, you have to be wearing your mask and all the other protocols. But in reality, for service, when you drop your car off, uh, do you stay there? Well, how do you handle it? What's going to happen? And Al's going to answer this. What do you do when they get your car back? I mean, strange people have been in there. So we're going to talk about Ooh. that. Well, we're uh, really then we're going to talk about an incident I had on the highway yesterday, which I thought was fascinating. And, no, uh, you didn't. You thought it like you filled your drawers with it. it was so bad. We want to find out if accident mitigation will lead to litigation. Yes, that is a... Alan, you're a wordsmith. <laughs> you know what? You were talking about how, how light the traffic is, and uh, somebody in, in our uh, condo teaches driving for students, right? And he says it's the absolute best time to be learning how to drive because the traffic isn't that bad. I mean, it's really pretty normal for some t areas. It's not that busy. But uh, that's, that's what's going on. 
Al's all hooked up. He's he's happy now. He has his mask on on his microphone. Okay. So uh, when we come back, yes. uh, we're going to be talking about something happened to me yesterday on the 404 highway coming home from construction sites. Right. And also, uh, because Kerry is going to be coming up a little bit later on, and we want to get the lines open right now. So if you have any questions at all about where you stand, any kind of, you know, I'm a little irry about what we can do, where you can drive. He'll be taking your questions, and it'll be later on this this half-hour program. And we'll find out why Dave had to change his shorts last night. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Right after this break. Pass me a coffee. Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. We are now celebrating our 21st anniversary of being on the air, and we'll take your calls. Throughout the morning, over to camera 42 with Alan Gelman on his... That's a nice blue mask. I like that. You like that, eh? It's so you. It's so you. All right. Well, you know, our friend David was so nice. He got his wife a brand new... Can we say Mercedes or we shouldn't yep. say that? Okay. Got a brand new Mercedes don't say, don't a little while Mercedes ago. Now, and she that. loves it. But last night, they were driving their car yesterday afternoon, I should say, and something terribly happened. Go ahead, Dave. Tell us what happened. Well, you know, first off, I'm very comfortable in a car. I used to race cars, uh, you know, semi-professionally. And the only time I got scared was when my wife was waiting for me in the pits and I just rolled it in turn three. So the reality is I know how to handle a car. I know what a car's dynamics are. And I was, I'm comfortable. So we're driving down the 404 like yesterday. Uh, coming back, we have a construction facility or a construction site going on. And, uh, I'm driving about 120 Ks, and besides me is a Volkswagen, a little sedan, and we're both doing about 120 K, and we're catching this semi-truck. I'm in the center lane. He's in the passing lane, so we're about 200 yards behind the truck, and I can see the scenario coming where I'm going to have to slow down or go behind the VW, so I decide to actually step on the gas, go faster, and then my plan was to go in front of the VW, pass the truck, and come back into my own lane. So I step on the gas. I'm hitting about 130. I catch up to the truck, and I plan. I put the signals on. I plan to go to the left, and the car slams the brakes on. Ooh. And it scared the F out of me. The reality was we slowed down to the speed of the truck. The VW went ahead. But the car, instead of when reacting to my accelerator slams on the brakes. And I, this is one of those nanny options that they hand you where it's, it's got automatic braking. And the reality was I realized now in the morning what had happened. I got too close to the truck before moving over, and the car thought I was going to hit the truck. All right, let me just but, quickly explain to our listeners, Dave, what yeah. you're, you're talking about this new device. It's been in for a couple years now. It's called collision avoidance, okay? And what this is is a device that sends a radar and laser beam out the front of your car to look at the distance between you and whatever's in front of you. In this case, in your case, it was a truck, but it could be a wall for that matters. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that... If even though you've set the speed on your cruise control, for example, if it sees that the car in front of you or the vehicle in front of you is slowing down, it slows you down the same amount. And I can tell you, because I've had vehicles in where when that sensor goes, it won't even allow you to use your cruise control, you know, manually. So th- there has been safeguards or, or things in there to, to pre- prevent this from happening. And as well, Steve confirmed on his car and I, I know on our car, you can adjust the distance between you and the car that you're following. So it can be two car lengths or three car lengths or four car lengths. But you, you figure in the end, you, it, th- this was 
like so did it why did it happen and can you avoid it from happening again well i think i can adjust the car so that it doesn't read as close mm -hmm. we're hitting the brakes but uh, the reality is i've lost trust in this car when I try, try and change the lanes, the steering pulls me back to the center. If I, if, I, if I use the signals, it does. In this case, I did have the signal on, so it should have known, or the computer should have known, that I was going to do a passing maneuver rather than banging into the back of the truck. Well, you know, one of the points that I may want to bring up now is the fact that, you know, a lot of times when, you, when the salesman gives you the car, you, you got your new car. Um, is this when they're jacking up the price? No, no, no. I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the pre-delivery inspection, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, for sure. In other words, you know, when you're, you're giving somebody a brand new car, and maybe they haven't got a new car for 10 years prior, they have no clue how half the things in the car work. And this is where it's important. In fact, they may even come up with some kind of new degree for a salesman as a delivery pr professional. Um, your, your brother has a car dealership. Do they have anybody special that does that, Dave? Yeah, or they, they do. And actually, the people at Mercedes did. They spent half an hour to, 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 with my wife in the car. Okay. But how much retention is there? You know, you push this button and it won't shut off in traffic. Push this button and it, it won't change lanes. You know, it's so complicated that, you know, we had a point in time in our... And, and again, I'm a mechanic. I'm an engineer. The, the reality is, I couldn't shut off the, the shifting. It mm -hmm. wanted to shift manually. It didn't want to shift by automatic. I know sometimes, Dave, so, sometimes and, and when I'm driving the uh, my Honda Accord, right, uh, even if it's in, uh, in the city, if I'm driving, say, east and other cars coming west, and if that car is coming a little bit too close to me, this brake lamp comes on my dashboard and it starts to stop my car and I can't control the wheel. And that's pretty spooky. So when I'm on the highway, I turn that off. Okay, so you, you can manually delete Oh, absolutely. Yeah, delete most cars it. can. Okay. And I think the day's going to probably come where you can almost voice activate the control on your dashboard. That would be ideal. Yeah, we mm -hmm. should do that. Make money. Yeah. That'd be nice. Well, you're going to go, help! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. All right, listen, we're going to take a break right now. The lines are open at, uh, you'll get the lines when the, when the, the pre-recorded announcement comes up. We're going to have Mark Silverman coming up next from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. And then later on, about after that, in about 10 minutes, we're going to have OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt on to answer your questions about where you can drive and what they can or cannot do if you, uh, are pulled over. It's all pretty much nothing has changed, but we want to find out from the source. Al, take us out with your mask. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Oh, we'll right I'm here now. in the studio underneath the blankets, it sounds. It's cute. Does it? Stop tickling. Anyways, we'll be right back. And you can also go to davescornergarage.com and write in any questions you may have because some people are bashful getting on the phone. So uh, that's the way it goes. It's uh, Let's see, we got Dave Reniger in his home and we got Alan Gelman with his blue mask. Did you change that this morning? I did, as a matter of fact. Okay, I got good. a brand new one right here at the station. That's beautiful. All yeah. right. Dave, over to you. All righty. We, uh, um, we have Mark on the phone. We do. Ah, good morning, Mark, and congratulations. The Ford Mustang Mach-E won the Electric Vehicle Award as the best vehicle in the world, and also the other one, which is F-150 Best Truck. That always wins that best truck. It's been the best truck for 100 years, so it can't beat it. Number one in the world. Absolutely phenomenal. Congratulations. Well, how, how, hey, Mark, how did they win the other car win the award when they're not even on the street yet? 
Well, I guess they will get. Well, there is there is some. Is there? There's some pre-production models around. We've seen one already. Um, I guess they just basically take it with the other uh, uh, manufacturers and they compare. I'm not sure, to be honest with you, how that works. All right, so I'm excited. I want one. Can I order uh, one? When and if so, when would I see it? You can order one, and I don't think you're going to see it until the spring. Okay, Dave. I was going to say that uh, there, because of Mr. Trump and his policies towards China, there is right now going on a lack of electronic equipment. Uh, the fact that they can't produce uh, chips and they can't produce some of the other conductors that they need. Uh, Ford announced that they're closing a factory in Europe and will only be supplying Europe with a small focus for at least another six or eight months. Mm-hmm. So everybody's having problems getting parts, and it's part all this part of the pandemic. All right, Mark. I want to ask you on the service end of it. Mark is the what's your official title there, Mark? Uh, fixed operations manager. Oh, so you fix cars? I fix yeah. <laughs> I, I fix the operations. So even if the toilet backs up, it's your job, eh? That's just smart. Right, that's it. it. Okay. That's all right. So how do you work without parts? Well, that, that's one of the biggest problems and one of the biggest obstacles that we're facing right now um, is the availability of parts. We have all kinds of um, maintenance parts, brakes and oil and all that. But when it comes to repairs, if something fails on the car, we're running into a dramatic shortage worldwide, um, industry-wide, not just focused on Ford. Uh, and it's becoming a problem, and it's becoming a lengthy problem. Uh, which is very difficult for customers to understand. Most customers feel that we should have every part at all times. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, unfortunately, parts, um, you know, engines, uh, wiring, uh, specific parts, just not available. They're not being produced. The factories are closed worldwide or producing very limited amounts, and it's become a very big concern. Now, is this a case of the vehicles are off the road? Yes. Oh, so you're talking significant issues, not just the case of the radio doesn't work good. Uh, correct. Well, well, what I've done is I've set up like a uh, a triage system. Mm-hmm. So when you come in, if yours is vital and your car has to come off the road for safety concerns or non-drivability, that's one thing. But if it come in and, like you say, Dave, if the, or Alan, if the radio isn't working or the seat doesn't move or it squeaks, those are the kind of things we're stalling for now. Right. So, so you are, so you can apologize and say, you know, we we will take care of it, but we can't right this minute. Right. And, and it's not going to stop you. It may be, right. maybe maybe give you a little less enjoyment, but at the same time, you're able to drive the car. Exactly. There's no reason to take the car off the road for something that, again, is not safety concern. Might be a little bit of comfort concern, but uh, no safety. Okay, Dave. Would you actually go to a, a non-Ford manufacturer if the part fits and it would work? Uh, in extreme cases, in extreme cases, uh, the manufacturer will let you do that. However, if you do do that, that's to get the car going. When the parts are available, we do have to replace them with the original factory parts. Oh, I didn't know that. So you have to recall the guy and have and put back the right piece. Yes, Ford will say no, no. That kind of, if they give us the okay to go ahead and do that, then uh, we do have to bring them back when the parts are available. Interesting. So. But the idea is to keep the guy on the road and keep the, the guy. idea is to keep the car on the road as much as possible. The other the other obstacles we're running into now are people are not understanding that not driving your car, especially in the last two or three years when technology is uh, has increased, uh, is not a good idea. You need to drive your car. You need to get out and start it. 
You need to take it for a drive cycle, as we call it. Uh, and this will keep the car from having any further concerns over the over the winter when it's sitting stagnant. Um, and people just start driving. Mark, can you just run out and start it, let it run for a few minutes to shut it off? Well, or? you could do that, Alan, but you know what? The best is to take it for a drive cycle. Drive cycle, 11 or 12 kilometers, just take it for a little drive, Sunday drive. I mean, uh, as long as you stay within your bubble, you're the only one in the car. Right. Um, it's very healthy for the car because what people are going to be faced with when this is all over and we're back to somewhat normal is a lot of problems in the car. Um, you know, stuff that's just dried out or just not working. All right, Mark, speaking of not working, we got to get out of here. Quickly, uh, how do we get in touch with you for service or do you want to buy a new Ford? Well, you can get a hold of me at Young Steel's Ford Lincoln, uh, 7120 Young Street. Uh, our phone number is 905-889-7343. There you go. If you wrecked your car because it sat too long, just give it, just tr- trade it in. Have a tote well, to Mark, and they'll get you a new car. Uh, that that would be nice, but uh, I'd like to fix a few, too. <laughs> All right. Mark, take care of yourself. we got to run. This is Dave's Corner Garage. After the break, we're going to be talking to OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt. We'll be right back. Okay, back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. You can follow us online at davescornergarage.com. And uh, we've been pushing this all week that uh, OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt will be on for any questions you may have. So this is the time to call in. And, Alan, I'll hand it over to you, buddy. All right. Well, Mr. Ford said, not the Ford at Young Steel's Ford. We're going to talk about Mr. Ford as in Dougie. Um, he has to try to mitigate, mitigate again, here we go, to keep the the uh, the issues of the, the sorry, what am I trying to say? Spit it out. <laughs> Whether you can drive or not, or you have to stay home. Exactly, to try to reduce the amount of COVID uh, infections. Carrie, how are you? Hey, fantastic. Thanks for having me on this morning. You're very welcome. So we're supposed to stay home. And that's exactly where I am right now. <laughs> how are you going to be catching bad guys if you're in your pajamas? <laughs> you guys got to relax once in a while. <laughs> okay. Well, exactly. Well, we do have officers out on the roads like we do every single day. Uh, I'm not one of them, but uh, happy to talk about what is going on because I know there is a lot of questions about that, uh, whether or not there's going to be random stops. We're going to be uh, stopping vehicles and finding out where they work or where they live and, uh, you know, if they really are going to get milk. We're not going to fall into the grocery store to make sure of that either. So so the question uh, is, are you going to be doing that? No, we, we want voluntary compliance. We will act on complaints uh, from uh, people regarding businesses or large gatherings that uh, need to be uh, investigated. And there is obviously the uh, potential for charges to be laid uh, for someone contravening these uh, acts, uh, $750. Uh, up to $1,000, and then for companies and other individuals, uh, depending on the circumstances, you know, up to $100,000 and even more for for some offenses. But uh, if you're out uh, going for a walk, uh, getting some exercise, getting your groceries, going uh, to your job, wherever that is, uh, again, uh, we are not going to be asking you what you're doing, where you work, why you're out on the roads, and some yeah, and that's just that's just not our priority at this point. Carrie, yeah. couple of couple of the uh, emails we got in on our uh, Facebook page was this: If you are thinking about going back uh, up to your cottage, or you have family that lives out of Toronto, yeah. it's a half an hour drive to say Barrie. And if they're driving, yeah, what could happen if anything that is different than it was before this COVID hit? 
Well, if you're going to be like the guy that was stopped uh, last night going 202 <laughs> kilometers an hour, need, yeah, man. we're going to stop you, and we're going to ask a lot of questions, and yeah. we're also going to take your car away from you and suspend your driver's license. Uh, but if you're going for a drive and uh, you are obeying the rules of the road, there are no travel restrictions uh, right now in the province. So within Ontario, you are permitted to travel uh, to whatever uh, uh, destination uh, you deem is uh, appropriate and necessary, uh, we are not going to be asking those questions. We are asking people to think about what uh, their reasons are for doing this and making those own, their own decisions uh, you know, responsibly as everyone else is. And I can tell you the roads are certainly a lower traveled today and yesterday than they have been you know, in the weeks past. So you know, there are a lot of people out there that are taking... Uh, personal sacrifice and staying at home and not going out and uh, as much as say, sure, go take your car for a drive around the block and, and do, get its run cycle in. You know, we're not going to stop you for that. So, All right, let's see if our friend Davey has a question for him. Yeah, I actually do have a question. Do you find that the people are taking advantage of this? Like, the lack of traffic, do you find that their way they drive is actually different? Well, <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like the guy going over 200 last night or yesterday. Uh, not this was not during uh, the late hours of of night. You know, we see aggressive drivers and uh, people taking high risks right throughout the, the day because they have this open opportunity. They think the highways are, are wide open. Let's let's put the pedal down and see what we can do. And and that's just completely inappropriate. And we will still be holding people accountable for that. So uh, again, we will be keeping our social distance uh, as we're interacting with you. We'll be wearing personal protective equipment and, uh, you know, trying to uh, reduce as much contact. So you, you we, we may not actually uh, take your ownership and driver's license from you. We may just actually look at it and write it down. So we're not actually touching uh, things that uh, are going to stay with your possession. So, Carrie, in, in your opinion, does it, does it look like there is a consistency between what the OPP are doing and what Metro is doing? Yeah, you know, I heard what, uh, what Toronto Police is uh Mandates and and the direction was and and that's very similar uh, with us and with the with the the messages that came out from the Association of Chiefs of Police Ontario they uh, are also saying uh, much of the same information so uh, this this is consistent across the province and uh, you um, you won't be surprised uh, by one police service over another I, I think everyone's pretty much on the same page you know, our bylaw officers and and community officers in your community or city. Uh, are are going to be following up on complaints. And obviously, we also want to, again, encourage people. If you see you know, a group of people gathering at a house, maybe it sounds like there's a party going on, that is not a 911 emergency. That is something that we will investigate. But please don't use that number. Call your 311 or whatever your non-emergency line is to make those reports and leave the 911 calls open for those true emergencies the, that require paramedics, fire, police uh, uh, response immediately. I right. have a question. Go ahead. You pulled me over for 200 kilometers an hour. What does the guy say? How many points are on that? That's what Never. he said. <laughs> what do I owe you? <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? The points are the least of your problems right now. So, uh, but that was that was his bona fide question. He he didn't really have too many other uh, concerns. He just wanted to know how many points he was going to lose. Officer, um, have you never been in love? <laughs> I, I was heading to go see the girlfriend. Oh boy, yeah. Well, I don't know what his hurry was. You know, with traffic being the way it is, 
you know, you give yourself the time you need to get there, you're going to get there. And for you to be doubling your speed and, and cutting your travel time in half. Or her, her parents were be, out shopping at Costco. You know, yeah. they only had a few minutes of uh, <laughs> separate time. You know, you, Carrie, you what, were, you're speaking like you've actually uh, <laughs> sent some of these things to us. Oh, officers. I got caught once, actually. You did? Once? <laughs> yeah. website where you can have excuses to the police that actually work. Well, there aren't many. And, you know, if we do ask a question, if we ask you how fast we're going, it's not because we don't know how fast you're going. We just, I just, for me, I just want to see if you're actually going to tell me the truth. And, um, and depending on that, maybe uh, I can uh, g- give you some uh, some credit, give you a break, and and you know I want I want you to be honest and truthful because you know when w- what we're seeing out there, I've only known you for thirty seconds, and uh, if all you tell me are lies, then I don't know where to where to go with that. Yes, but I've been watching you on TV for for years, Officer Kerry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're so some more handsome in person. Some people know. have been writing and asking. You know, it's they feel it's somewhat similar to when this thing first started back in the spring and summer, where they were hesitant of going up to the cottage. So yeah. you're basically saying if you're going up there, it's cool. You're okay to do that. Uh, I'm saying it's not illegal. Okay. So uh, I, I know there's been a lot of discussions yep. and, a, and a lot of communities, northern communities, they don't, wa- they didn't want um, you know people from outside their community. And there, there's a lot of discussion about that. I'm hearing the news, people going up to BC and traveling up to Whistler. And like, yeah, that's, you know, the small clinics, the small hospitals, you know, if people do get sick, you know, they're they're in a position where they may not have the capacity as well. So that uh, we're asking you to follow the public health guidelines. Uh, Doug Ford is asking everyone to stay home. As simple as that, and that's exactly where I'm sitting uh, myself uh, this weekend. And uh, I'll I'll be responding and talking on the phone. I know I've been talking to a lot of people on social media through our our, our Facebook and Twitter accounts, and people asking me questions. Can I go shopping in the town? Uh, next to my uh, my community where I live, and like, yes, you are allowed to. But again, once you cross the border, um, if you go to the states or if you go interprovincially, now there may be uh, different restrictions in different provinces that I'm not privy to. And if obviously if you are returning from abroad, then uh, there is the mandatory uh, quarantine and uh, isolation that you need to uh, abide by. Do you think we're ever going to yeah. get to the point where uh, you'll be handing out like rapid tests? Boy, I guess that's that's a question for the doctors and the people in the yeah. health uh, field. I, I don't know. I know they're just they're talking about the uh, the vaccines right now, and they're losing some supply over the next few weeks. So yeah. uh, I don't know uh, how that's going to be. I, I know I've got my mask and my gloves, and it's funny when uh, when you're uh, wearing a mask, even even in the wintertime you know, outside, it's actually almost a little bit warm. You take your, you can take your mask off. Like, Wait a second. That mask isn't very warm, but it actually cuts the cuts the breeze. And it is a beautiful day today. So yeah, it is. Uh, if you are outside, uh, enjoy that sunshine because we haven't had it for a while. All right, Dave's got a question. Yes, I, well, not a question, but a comment. I was reading an article yesterday where people were driving to Florida, and these are Americans, not just Canadians, to try and get their vaccine and then leaving the next day. And Florida is announcing that one, there's not a lot of vaccine left, and number two. If that's your case, you've only been in town for a day, you're not getting it. So uh, mm. Canadians that are thinking of flying down to Florida just to get their vaccine and come home, uh, some are willing to pay up to $80,000 for a one-way private airplane trip down and up. Uh, they're not going to get the vaccine. The Florida oh, people, unless you own property down there and are a, a snowbird, uh, you're not going to get it. 
Yeah, do you know what? I, I've heard on the news as well about people, you know, getting fraudulent vaccines in other countries, and and they're just uh, paying money for for nothing. And for you know, I, yeah, that's that's scary. If you're traveling abroad again, that doesn't really apply with the with what we're asking people to do to voluntarily comply with the uh, the essentials. And uh, you know, we need to all work together at this. Uh, and hopefully, we're all gonna listen to our elected officials and our public health officials that uh, have the information, that have the stats, and have the, the data that, uh, you know, we're basing these decisions on, and, and we all need to work together at this. So, you know, it, it could cost Canadians you. are nice. We're, we're a lot nicer than the Americans are. I mean, the truth is the Americans will step up and start screaming. We're just being nice and just waiting. All right, speaking of waiting, we got to get out of here. Um, Kerry Schmidt, thank you very much. So my pleasure. Star OPP, if somebody's doing something stupid on the road, right? Anytime. <laughs> okay, or dial 311, please, not 911. This That's isn't right. that big an emergency. And speaking of speed tests, you know, the OPP is doing them, but they're using a laser gun, eh? What's that? Sorry. You're using a laser gun. Never mind. Speed yeah. test. We got to get out of here. This is Dave's yeah, Corner Garage. Down. <laughs> Slow down. Take care, Carrie. Bye bye. That's kind of cool to have Carrie back on because uh, it's been a while and it really clears up the what can I do? What can I do? So it's basically, uh, you know, business as usual since really the April. Uh, you just got to be careful with it. That's all. And just. Follow the protocols and should don't you be freak ratting out. out your neighbor though? I mean, seriously, should you be ratting out your neighbor? Well, there are things going on with people that are you know who work within nine one one, and if they are getting calls, some people are actually snitching on the neighbors, which uh, should be. But Mister Rogers would not be happy. Dave, you got some emails to get to that we yes, had. We got a couple of announcements. Go ahead. Uh, first announcement is General Motors is announcing a new commercial truck division called Bright Drop. Bright Drop. What is that? Bright Drop. Bright Drop would be basically what looks like a, a FedEx uh, delivery van. It's strictly electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a plug-in. You don't have any uh, any backup. has a range of about 250 kilometers and is used by... Um, actually, FedEx bought a b- bunch of them. He bought 75 of them. So it's the start of a new division for General Motors. Again, it's called Bright Drop. Well, speaking of bright ideas, they, uh, they've decided they want to put a billion dollars into our Ingersoll plant, eh? Yes. I heard that this morning. Yes. We, uh, it was called the Kamai plant, and um, it was a plant that's been around for about 20 years at least. They used to build Suzuki's there, the GeoTracker. They built, and the, most recently, they've been, been building the Equinox there. But they're going to trash the. I guess they're going to tear it down, or they're just going to refurb the whole thing? Probably they could be involved with this Bright Drop project. You know, I don't know. So it's going to be fully just electric vehicles being produced there? Yes. That's the market. They, they, they expect by 2030 will be really heavy into electric vehicles. Well, you know what they've tried to do for years is make common platforms, okay? So, in in other words, it's going to be a thing that looks like a skateboard for the most part, where the whole floor is battery, you've got wheels front and back, and you've got your motors there, and you can put different kinds of bodies all over it. Yep, whatever fits. All right, cool. Now, number two, Amazon is providing automakers with Alexa. Uh, you know, there's this video that's on the Internet where Alexa, she actually tells tells the cops, what the guy did, he ran the lights and everything else. But apparently, <laughs> um, Alexa oh, that's crazy. To... I ask Alexa to turn on a song, and they go, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's coming to your car. Uh, looks like Fiat, I think, was the first one uh, to, to come on board. 
And you know that Fiat and Peugeot have merged and become the fourth largest car manufacturer in the, in the world. So we'll be starting to see some Peugeots and stuff pretty soon in North America. And lastly on the list is the Detroit Auto Show has been canceled permanently. Uh, it's going to be now at a racetrack in September, and they were calling it Auto Bella or Motorbella. Sorry, Motorbella. Motor yeah, yeah, Motorbella, and that's going to be in September. So we will take a trip up there and drive out. Sounds good. Okay, I have a question for you that came in as an email, and the question was. Dashboards, warning lights in your car, red ones, green ones, yellow ones, and blue ones. Mm -hmm. Is there a message in the color of the light? Well, of course. I mean, and there, it, it, it's for the most part, the, the, the red, yellow, and green are, are light traffic signals. In other words, if you hit a, see a red light, that means you got to stop pretty much immediately or as soon as you quickly can safely do it. Uh, if it's an amber light, well, my dad used to say, go like hell, you want to try to beat the red light. <laughs> but, but, but no, what it means is trying to get your attention that there is an issue. Now, it, it may be um, a drivability issue. It may not be. It could be an emissions problem only where, you know, your gas cap is a little yeah, loose. Right. That's not a reason for you to hit the brakes on the highway and pull off. And all it means is that the next time you get an opportunity, uh, either look into it yourself or take it into a shop and have them scan it for you and find out what's going on. And uh, the other lights, well... Uh, yellow and blue. Uh, with the blue one, well, of course, the blue one is the high beam indicator for the most part, I think. I don't know if they use it for anything else. Only, oh, oh, perhaps some cars used to use a blue light when the engine was still cold. Have you seen one of those lately? Yeah, I've seen that years ago, yes. Right, right, right. But otherwise, the blue light is normally if your high beams are on. And green, green is just an indicator that something is running. Right. You see, people with BMWs don't know that because when they put their signals on, they don't see that green light flashing, eh? So the reality is the code in the color actually does mean something. Uh, that I don't know, really know if people realize that. Well, Dave, we used to talk about the, uh, you know, the short form RTFM. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe what you want to explain what, what does that mean, Dave? <laughs> read the F in manual, but you can't uh. do it anymore. It's online. Sure you can. You still got to read the manual. You could yeah, probably put it in the washroom because that's the only place I like reading. You could just go to Amazon and say, Siri, uh, how do I operate my vehicle? And and it probably would tell you. Well, there is a car. I don't know if it's a BMW or Hyundai mm -hmm. that have it right now. The new cars where you basically are talking to Siri. Hey, Siri, set my radio to this. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, Siri, set my uh, temperature in the car. Can you imagine, like with Kerry Schmidt on the air, hey, Siri, I just saw somebody go by me at 50 kilometers more an hour. What's going to, it's going to happen one day. Yeah. Well, that's right. And you, you would tell it and it would start, it would, it would hit the, hit your phone buttons and go star 911, I guess. It would tell you. Star OPP. It would say, okay, what's Siri, this guy's going by me at 50 kilometers an hour, more than the speed limit. Siri would say, what song would you want to hear again? <laughs> no, no, Steve, but they have a thing we have ways. And Waze tells us where the police are. Yeah, I know. Well, that only works when somebody, an, another person who uses Waze puts it up. I don't know that it knows automatically, does it? No, 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 no. Somebody has, has, has got to be visible, mm -hmm. and they have to be able to punch it in quickly. The other thing it does as well, in case you don't know you're speeding, you know, it will flash the speed on the Waze uh, platform as well, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Just a quick question. The last one was, I don't know if you can answer this. Yeah. Uh, hi, Dave. Blah, blah, blah. What makes your car collectible? What makes it collectible? 
You yeah. mean to like uh, the scrap collector or? Uh, no. Oh. He's saying it's a worthwhile investment to keep your car for 30 years on the road. Well, it, if it doesn't become now a collectible. Okay. So is it, well, I mean, certainly if you take care of your car and you service it regularly, it, if you look at the numbers over a long period of time, it probably is worth it, provided you don't want all the new, you know, upcoming things that have, you know, toys that the car has. But if you're asking if, if it's worthwhile to keep, because years from now it's going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah. But that that depends on a lot of things. So first of all, you're not going to be wanting to drive it regularly because the first thing that people look at when they're looking at a classic car is was this car winter driven, right? Yeah. And if if that was your daily driver, well, that's not going to be the case, or you're going to have to be a good liar. But so, if it's a Camaro or a Mustang or there, there's cars out there that have perceived values. Exactly. I mean, if they have limited production numbers and or there's something special. You know, then they'll be worth it. But you got to treat it special. That's the only way it's going to happen. All right, Dave, I don't know if you can hear the music, but we got to take a break. We're going to have some more questions right afterwards, correct? All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Dave'sCornerGarage.com is the website you can go to and also our Facebook page. And you can uh, see all the stuff that's coming up for next week. And this guy's been waiting patiently on the phone. So, uh, gentlemen, go for it. We're going to hit the highway, go 401 West, and we're going to go to Kitchener, where we've got Howard online. Howard, how are you? I don't know how patient I've been, you guys. (laughs) But but in any case, the ad that you run through the week about the lady that can't turn on the ignition. Yep. I had a car just like that years and years ago. What the, the remedy I found was that it, you get a gang of people to rock the car back and forth and the ignition will free up. <laughs> it changes the position of the wheels. And if you don't have a gang of people there, the other remedy is to force the steering wheel one way or the other as you're trying the key, and it will also open up the, uh, the lock. Yeah, but you'd have to have five masks for all those people, wouldn't you? Well, I, I carry that many in the car anyway. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Because I keep losing them. Yeah, what do we tell people to do, too? It happens quite often. Um, if you can think about it beforehand, and because, if, for example, at my shop, we give people a loaner car, and it may not be exactly like theirs, and they're not familiar with it. So we tell people, leave the steering, when you park the car and shut it off, try to make it so that the steering wheel is straight ahead. Um, because if it's on an angle at all, especially if you get in the car, use the, the, the wheel as a, as a brace, for example, you may pull it and then all of a sudden it gets locked and then they're stuck. So we appreciate that, Howard. What kind of cars that you car drive? That I've had that I've had hundreds of cars over the years. Well, I exaggerate. I'm 86 years old, but I had a car one only that did that <laughs> and it did it frequently. <laughs> Right, but uh, but how long did it take you to figure out how to get oh, it unlocked? Oh, oh I, I got used to it right away because I yanked on the wheel a couple of times, and then I found that the ignition would, would open up. It would start. Perfect. Howard, thanks for calling in. We do appreciate your input. Take care. You too, man. Drive care. I, I just hope that doesn't get down to Washington if people start rocking cars down there. <laughs> okay. well, a little I bit just weird. got a note from somebody that says, Yes? I've got a Honda Accord. I'm the third owner. So there's no documentation. Had to have the alternator replaced. And now my radio says the word code, C-O-D-E. What do I do? Well, it depends on the year of the car. Um, 
On the early, early ones, you actually had to have the number, and if you didn't have the number, then the radio had to be removed, and you had to get the serial number off the back of the radio, then call Honda Canada, and if you were lucky, they give you the number if you could prove that you were the owner. On the newer ones... Um, what you have to do is you have to press two buttons on the dashboard on the on the radio at the same time, and that will cause the radio to actually spit out the serial number so that it at least r- stops you from having to remove it. And then you can call the dealer, and if they believe that you are you, they will give you the number. But that now that also happens, Dave, uh, for both navigation controls as well, because, you know, we've got like a whole friggin' television set on the dashboard, yeah. not just the radio. So if you want all that to work, it has to all go. Sorry, go ahead. I think they did it because the people were stealing radios, but I don't think they do that much anymore. They steal more uh, airbags than they do anything else. Well, airbags it, and um, catalytic converters. Oh, catalytic converters is a big one. As a matter of fact, uh, one of our friend garages around the corner, uh, apparently they lost six of them. They had six Chevys outside. Uh, it happens more so on trucks because... You'll see a guy coming to steal. He's a big guy, okay? Oh, he's he's from a different country, Yeah, I see. he's a big guy. got a big stomach, and he can fit underneath cars. So, but figure out, uh, truck is much higher. You realize the Russian mob could be listening to you right now? <laughs> <laughs> I never said they were Yeah, Russian. I'm wondering, too, like, are you seeing, in, in from the garage point of view, mm-hmm. because there is such a shortage of product, is there theft going on? Not, thankfully, it, it hasn't been too bad. Um, so, in other words, uh, Dougie's working. He, like the, th- the thieves are staying home as well, as far as I can see. Yeah, right. But what we do see, which is a real pain in the butt, is, uh, and we try to bring that up. We have a sign up actually at our shop where a lot of cars now have wheel locks put on their car. And that what that is is a special lock that fits on each wheel. It, it replaces the original nut, and you need a special socket to take that wheel off. And so it does happen lots of times where people go, what what lock are you talking about? Um, so if you put that on, does it lock your car and you nobody can steal your car from the driveway? No, that's uh, just to stop somebody from stealing the wheels on your car, oh. the wheels and tires and sensors, which can be terribly expensive if they do that. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a pain. So you should be uh, should know if your car has one of those, and you should know where the lock is because if you happen to get a, a flat tire on the side of the road, uh, if you want to do it yourself, or even if you have the CAA come. They don't have the magic tool to get the that wheel off, and they would actually have to tell you. You, you know, run into and, that, Dave? Yeah, I uh, run into that actually with personal cars where we've lost the key, mm-hmm. and they basically have to chisel off the uh, the key lock. Very hard to do on the side of the road. Alan's not telling you something that he won't let you leave a car there overnight because it's theft. Well, no, exactly. I don't want to have to call a person the next day and say, did you have tires on your car when you parked it? It's here? another Russian person. No, you, no, no, Is no, that no. part of your background or what? <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, yes. Natasha? <laughs> hey, find this squirrel. Where is this squirrel? Watch people who are rubbing it. All right, listen, we want to thank everybody who called in. Uh, Kerry Schmidt with the OPP. And that number, once again, that you can get is what? What did he say again? Three more? Uh, Star OPP. Star OPP is one. And if you need to get your car service, youngsteelsfordlincoln.com is their website, and you can hook up with an appointment on that. We've got uh, some more great shows lined up for the rest of the, uh, this month, which hopefully gets out of here pretty quick. It's a gorgeous day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And we will talk to you next week on Days Corner Garage. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.